Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Just make sure you say your proper farewells before you come back home and shed tears. Dodgers fans should be a little bit eh on Freddie Freeman. Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVeca Live on ESPN 106.3. I have never seen a star player want to be where he is less while things are going really, really well than what I'm seeing with Freddie Freeman. This is incredible. I I legit, there's no basis and no prior example of what we're seeing right now with Freddie Freeman. The dude's killing it. The Dodgers are killing it. He went back to Atlanta for three days and suddenly he's ready to just stay off the team plane and stay in Atlanta. Ah, Dodgers, it's been real for 50 games. But I miss Atlanta so much. So weird. Ken Levick alive on a Wednesday here on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. We are in the end of John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach. Phillips Point Towers right off of the overcast and dreary intracoastal. Friday Night Lights, Stone Lebanowitz, he's in charge of this catastrophe for the next two hours. Jeanette Javier in on a Wednesday for the first of two. And today, Jeanette, we're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about former loves and new experiences and thinking about the past and looking ahead to the future. How does that sound? Uh, Great. I don't have the best experience with it. Uh I have the weirdest experiences with dating and relationships Uh and looking to the future. So I'm excited to see what I can bring to the table. Uh, I want to, and I thought that Jeanette is a good person to have in here because of her, well, her very... um, her very checkered dating experience. Fantastic way to put it. Yeah, her her, okay. her colorful relationships, if you will, and lack thereof in some instances. But <laughs> I want to talk about I want to talk about uh, being comfortable with someone or something, and then moving on to a different a different portion of your life. We've all been there before, right? You're dating somebody. And a long-term relationship. And what's your definition, Jeanette, of a long-term relationship? Uh, It's official. And by official, I mean that it's public, on the gram, on Facebook, on social media. Mm -hmm. And that's the starting point when it's official. Yes. Once you, once it's public, it's official. Okay. And then, but when does it become long-term? Like six months, eight months? No, not six months. I know that from experience. Three months? No, definitely not three months. I don't know. I was going to, you went the other way. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to go a year. Once you hit the year past mark, year? then it's See, I long think for term. at least for me, six months means long term. No, it doesn't. Why? Six months what? six months is more than enough time for you develop to develop that sort of <laughs> of bond <laughs> no. where I'm, it becomes a, a breakup that is extremely dramatic. I think that that what? more often than not, a long-term relationship is defined by how dramatic the breakup actually I know is. If, the, if feelings have connected and they have piled on top of one another for a certain amount of time, that makes 
that defines a long-term relationship. I don't know if he's trolling us or not. I'm being serious. Ups. Six months is not a long-term relationship. No, not at all. You know how many long-term Are relationships I've been in then? Okay, so you've been and in long-term relationships. And I've only been in one long-term relationship in my whole life, and that was 14 years ago. Six months into a relationship, Ken, there are others on the roster, if that's how you get down. Like, you're still able to what? play the field, I what think. What are you talking it, it, about? If you're in a relationship for insane? six months. Six-month relationship is when you're starting, is when you oh have, the, you have the conversation about exclusivity. Yeah, you have Three to Three months, you decide if you actually want to be with Ooh, this person. And then six months, people? they ask you, are you talking to anybody else? Like, kind of what's... Ex- Exactly, and then you start the, the the path to being public and official. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Give me some. Put it here. Oh what? my God! What universe do you guys live in? What what is what is? <laughs> I, 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 before we even jump into Freddie Freeman, because what I'm trying to lead up to is Freddie Freeman here, but now I'm completely thrown off. What is the 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 time dating that constitutes a long term relationship? How long? Do you have to date somebody until it's considered, quote, long-term? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Uh, because now, everything I thought I knew about long-term relationships and how to define them by actual calendar length has been thrown off because Stone is talking about it six months you still have people on the roster. What are you talking about? And not only Stone, about? but... Myself. And you, yes. the fact you back them up, I don't understand this at all. One thing, <laughs> I would be in a long-term relationship right now if I were honestly speaking. Holy hell. Um, one thing we can agree on, I suppose, then, <laughs> is 13 years. Let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Oh, no, 12. 12 years, regardless, 12 years is a long-term relationship. Oh, yeah. That is... Yeah, you better be married with kids at that point. (laughs) Wait, so you go from in six months you can have people on the roster to by 12 months you better be married and have kids. You said 12 years. You said 12 years. Okay, why can't you just be with that person (laughs) have a partner for 12 years? You apparently aren't in a particular rush for anything, but all of a sudden it hits 12 years and you think that there should be kids in the equation. You know what? I'm going to call myself a hypocrite because I don't even want kids. So I guess 12 years you don't need the kids. But you should be married. If I'm not married after three years of dating, then we got to reevaluate the whole relationship. Oh, wait, wait. At three, yeah. months, at three months, you're like, ah, maybe I like this person. At three years, there better be a ring involved? Absolutely. Mm, don't see, waste my time. Especially at my on? age. Now, especially once you hit the 30s. Like the, I don't, let's go. I don't know how sound our advice has been. because it's, not, been, it's not been sound. It's been pretty sporadic. But I was going to eat. Uh, my, if you were to ask me off the bat, I would have said two years was what I would determine a long-term relationship. That's when the breakup is dramatic and it really affects this your life is, going forward. No, but three years ring, that's not that, this that's is spoken, so bad. Uh, this is tr- spoken by a true 23-year-old male. No doubt about it. Oh, two, two years is a long-term relationship. Two, two years. That's when you really know if well, you want to be with somebody two. I, Two, two so years. I will say, your age I, I prefaced it with our advice this doesn't sound very good right now. No, because when I was in my younger 20s, I thought of dating separately. I was having way much more fun. Marriage and a serious relationship obviously wasn't top of mind. Once I hit into the 30s, my perception of dating has changed. It's like, oh crap, I'm at the age where I'm actually thinking about marriage instead of just messing with you for three months and then dipping and then moving on to the next guy. Okay, so we can at least agree that Freddie Freeman, 12 years with the Atlanta Braves, that's marriage and kids. Yes. yes. He had, he, he, he's married and had kids with the Braves and Atlanta. Yes. Okay, all right. 
So Freddie Freeman in the offseason, after winning a world championship with the Braves, hit the 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 apex of that marriage. It's it's sort of like you're you're married and maybe you married a little too young, right? And you went through some rough patches. And is this going to work? And you go to therapy, you go to counseling, and you come through that, and you have your first child. And oh man, it is so stressful to come through that. And and uh, how are we going to handle this? This child that doesn't sleep. And what are we going to do? They, we're more like roommates. We're not married anymore. But then the kid grows up. And the kid is is this brilliant genius. And you realize, wow, my wife and I, we did that. We did that. That's us. And your relationship's never been stronger. And as that child, and I guess after 12 years, is walking across the junior high graduation stage, you say to yourself, my wife and I, we've never been stronger. Uh, the communication is there. The, the sex life is still there after all these years. We truly are... Um, uh, we're truly, we truly are a special duo. We found each other in this universe. We were meant for one another. And then one day, all of that ends. And you decide, oh, my secretary out on the West Coast, never noticed this, but she's kind of hot. And she's got talent too. And I like her family. Mm. You know what? Maybe, maybe. But, but it's an arranged marriage. Right, it's an arranged marriage in a weird turn of events, which you don't usually see in the United States of America in 2022. Yeah. Someone has orchestrated this and said, "Hey, you should marry your secretary instead." Give You're- me this telenovela. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Freeman Files. The Freeman Files, we'll call it. And you go out to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And. You meet up with your new wife, but you're just sort of there. You're just sort of existing, and you keep checking in on that 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 ex-wife that you experienced the highest of highs with, and maybe in this moment of passion, you made a mistake, and now you're stuck, right? You're stuck with the secretary, who's now your wife. That's sort of what Freddie Freeman is going through right now, because in the offseason, he wanted to stay as a free agent in Atlanta. He wanted to stay with the Braves. His agents got involved, made two different offers to the Braves, big money offers. Things fell apart. The Braves decided to go in a different direction and really catching the Freddie Freeman camp off guard ended up signing his replacement. There was nobody left for Freddie Freeman to, to go back to with the Braves. So that's where the Dodgers got involved for very comparable money than what he was already making with the Braves, right? Yeah, so the Dodgers signed him for six years, 162. $162 $162 million. That's not significantly more it's not than the, what the Braves deal was. I mean, the Braves deal was five years, $135 million. Mm-hmm. And when they countered, they said, okay, we'll bump it up to 140 So, right. yeah, 140 opposed to 162 doesn't seem that far of margins. So, Freddie Freeman, though, has made the most of it. So, you, you, you marry the secretary on the West Coast, okay? Maybe you're not feeling it, but you can fake it really well. Like, you are, you're, you're confident enough where you can play off like, oh, no, this is good. This is good. Like, I... You know, sweetheart, I love you. Kiss on the forehead before work. Hey, I love your kids. Pat on the head, pat on the head. Uh, Go enjoy your day. Um, And all right, sweetheart, I'm going to go to work. Bye. And your new wife thinks no different of it. Like, hey, that's Freddie. I'm so glad we got together after all those years. And it seems like he's moved past his his ex-wife. But Freddie Freeman then, this past weekend for the first time, business brought him back to his ex-wife, Atlanta. And the Braves organization. And this is where the drama has gone full force. Okay? So Freddie Freeman has spent time on the West Coast with his new wife, L.A., 
And he's doing well. Like, he's thriving, actually. He's hitting 306 right now. He's producing. The Dodgers are in first place. They're the favorites to win the World Series right now. Them and the Dodgers. Yeah, the Dodgers are really, yeah. really good. Um, so he's been faking it really well. Really, really well. But he couldn't hide it. When he saw his ex-wife, the last time he saw this ex-wife, they were at the pinnacle of their marriage. And again, just a, a total mistake of passion brought him to the West Coast, right? <laughs> this organized marriage where he, he let people talk him into it and the passion took over. So he's back now and he saw his ex-wife and her, her, I don't know, Atlanta blonde hair, I don't know, her flowing blonde yeah, hair. And, and he was overcome with emotion. So this was Freddie Freeman right before the Braves-Dodgers series started this weekend. This is his, his, his press conference with the media. He was made available by the Dodgers, and he couldn't even get sentences out. Here's Freddie Freeman. I don't know all the emotions. Uh, it's hard to put into words. I'm just happy to be back. Um, this organization, the people, the media people who have covered my family with grace and love over the last 12 years, fans since I was 20 years old, the ones that saw me when I was 17 in Gulf Coast League, Rome, Georgia, 2008, Myrtle Beach in Pearl, Mississippi in 2009, and Gwinnett, everyone helped me be who I am today. the Braves organization with all my heart. That will never change. What a wuss. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, I, was, I, I, was, oh, I was going to lay you out. Oh, oh my gosh, Ken. I'm joking. Um, so, so emotional. Jeanette's crying. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Jeanette has tears in her eyes after hearing that from Freddie Freeman. Man, what an emotional scene. I was joking. He's not really a wuss again. But, but overcome with emotion. Okay, I could not get sentences out. Mm-hmm. And the day after that series ends in Atlanta, Freddie Freeman fired his agent. Straight out fired his agent. The person responsible for landing him in Los Angeles, for him leaving the Braves, for the failed contract negotiation with Atlanta, Freddie Freeman fired him. You know what that suggests to me? That someone from the Braves organization talked to Freddie Freeman and said, hey, in negotiations, here's what actually went down. Freddie Freeman became upset because he still wants to be in Atlanta, still wants to be a Brave, realized that this whole thing could have been avoided. He never had to go marry the, the secretary in that fleeting decision uh, over on the West Coast. He could have stayed with his wife that he had the greatest marriage moment possible in the last moment they saw one another. Freddie Freeman 
while killing it for the Dodgers, doesn't want to be with the Dodgers. He doesn't want to be in L.A. And he addressed it yesterday and said, I made a six-year commitment to the Dodgers. I'm an L.A. Dodger. But he doesn't want to be there. He wants to be with Atlanta. And I don't know if there's another situation like this where we've seen a player who is miserable where he's at. He does not want to be with the club that he's with. But all the while, he's putting up numbers. And they're winning games. He's putting up numbers, and that team is a favorite to win the championship. But he's got one foot in L.A. and one foot and his entire heart in Atlanta. And as a fan, I'm fascinated by this. And I want to ask, this could go for anybody. If you're a Yankees fan, like me, a White Sox fan, a Dolphins fan, a Bills fan, a Dodgers fan. As a fan of a specific team, does a star player need to be emotionally invested into your city? As a fan of a specific team, does a star player need to be emotionally invested in your city? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. I think that for me, it is much more palatable to have a player who comes down to South Florida, plays for the Heat, plays for the Dolphins, that appreciates the city of Miami, that appreciates South Florida, that likes the sunshine, that says, hey, I like the people. I like the cultures that are down here. I appreciate the lifestyle. It's very hard for me to get behind a player if I think there's just a shell existing for six and a half months out of the year in this location, collecting a paycheck and then bailing. Mm-hmm. As a White Sox fan, I love Paul Canerco. He is my all-time favorite baseball player not named Frank Thomas, okay? Paul Canerco, the star of the 2005 White Sox World Series team. But he would go back home to Arizona every single year. He wouldn't stay in Chicago. And I get it. The winters in Chicago suck. But he would be open about it. Hey, I'm going home to Arizona. After they won the World Series, he stood on the stage after... Uh, talking to the 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 millions of white uh, the million White Sox fans that came to downtown Chicago and said, "All right, guys, really super fun parade. Let's celebrate. I'm going to go back home to Arizona." And I remember saying, "Wait, did you have to throw that out there? Like, it's fine if you go to Arizona in the off season, but do you have to like gloat about it? Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is our city. You did this. We did this together, <laughs> and you couldn't you want to get out of here quicker like that." And I think that's irrational, but as a fan, that affected me. I didn't like that. And I can only imagine, if this wasn't L.A. we're talking about, but it's New York that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if Freddie Freeman was on the Yankees, went down to Atlanta this weekend, uh, cried and snorted his way through three days of baseball, then fired his agent after realizing he could have stayed in Atlanta, and then going back to Yankee Stadium like nothing happened? Could you imagine how much he'd be getting killed by New York media today? Absolutely. The New York Post would probably be hilarious. With oh it. yeah, it would be a slaughter. I mean, the back post of the, New- uh, the, the the back page of the New York Post would read, "Fine, farewell, Freeman." See what I did there? I could I could write headlines for the New York Post, but he would be getting crushed. I was just about to ask you what the front page or the back page would say, but you just got right to it. Yeah, right away. Yeah. Did you by chance see the reception that he got in Atlanta? Uh, yeah, it was love. It was mad they, love. They, the whole highlight video, the whole see, thing. This is the thing, though. The new hot wife out in L.A., 
she sees that, and she was assured by the marriage brokers, by those who arranged the marriage, that Casey Close things were going to be good. Casey Close, the agent, that things were going to be good. That that Freddie emotionally was ready to get into this relationship. That the transition it would be nothing but love. That things were going to be good. He was going to be able to provide like a proper husband. So West Coast L.A. hottie said, I can't wait to get married to this man. But now, after seeing what happened in Atlanta, she has to feel betrayed, right? Because it's clear that that they might, they might on paper be divorced, Freddie Freeman and ex-wife Atlanta, but their hearts are still beating as one. Yeah, the new wife's only seen the ex-wife in pictures. Uh huh. She finally saw her in then, person. Then, like, but, fin- but yeah. you oh, know that man. that ex-wife has stalked. I mean, the wife has stalked the ex-wife through oh, yeah. Instagram. I've never Facebook, seen her in person. Researched right. her. Right. Like she knows every and, detail and about the ex-wife. This is how your husband's gonna react when he goes back to see the ex-wife for the first time. <laughs> the wife is definitely freaking yeah, out. Yeah. So this has been a rough week in the old L.A. Freeman household. Okay. If I'm a Dodgers fan, I'm saying, man, I like that this guy's producing, but I'm conflicted because he clearly doesn't want to be here, and he can say all he wants. Oh, I made a six-year commitment to the Dodgers, but if any any sort of opening was there to be traded back to Atlanta, he would say, get it done. Send me back to the Braves. I want to be there. It's obvious. Mm-hmm. It's obvious. He, he, I don't think that there's going to be a farewell situation with the Braves because now he knows, too, I could have stayed with them. Yeah. The Braves didn't screw me over. I didn't get my back turned on him. My agent screwed me over. The Braves wanted me as much as I wanted them. That's not something he's just going to let go. He doesn't want to be a Dodger. And I think that that sort of diminishes the Freddie Freeman experience out in Los Angeles. If I'm a Dodgers fan, if I'm in the clubhouse, I'm probably like, is this guy really in it for us? Appreciate him putting up numbers, but is he in it to compete for a championship? Yeah, I think it's. I think what makes it worse when you talk about the Freddie Freeman experience is, is he chose L.A. over $22 million, right? Over a 12-year career in Atlanta. But when you look at the numbers, $22 million, really? Like, do, I know, like, I know. Do, do you really need that money, man? So, well, it's so, clear so, by firing the agent, someone misled Freddie yeah, Freeman. no doubt. Or there was a lack of communication there, right? That's the only reason that happens. The timing is damning, that he learned something, right? Yeah, and what... How much play, like, how much do the players interact with the agents and the contracts, too? Because I would have wanted to read that if I were Freddie leaving a city. That's why you have an agent, though. They're supposed to work in your best interest and take care of that. Like, I, I don't know what, I don't know how to read contracts. I, I have no idea. I don't know legalese. I don't understand how these things work. I'm terrible with numbers. That's why I hire an agent so they can handle that and they check back. Hey, Ken. Um, in layman's agent? terms, uh, I do not actually. If I did, in layman's terms, it would be, um, uh, hey, there's this many years and this many dollars. Are you comfortable with this compared to what it could be? And I'll say, take a tip, sip of tequila. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Sign it. Let's go. Like that. That's that's what they're there for. But it's clear that he learned that there was something that wasn't conveyed to him from the brave side by his agent, and that's why that agent is out the out the door now. As a fan of a specific team, does a star player need to be emotionally invested in your city? Maybe he doesn't love the city. Like you go to Chicago, traffic sucks, uh, it gets cold in the winter. But when they are in your city, when they're playing for that team, they're like, you know what? This place, I get it. I get this place. I get these people. I understand the culture. 
Like that, you can you can have all those things without loving where you're at. Like me, do I love South Florida? I like it. Am I emotionally invested? Absolutely. Do I love it? Are there a lot of frustrations? Yes. Am I emotionally invested? For sure, especially with Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Again, thank you, Martin County, for that driver's license. As a fan of a specific team, does a star player need to be emotionally invested in your city? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. Brad is in Jupiter. Brad's on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Brad. Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, Just wanted to make a point that I, I'm a diehard Bengals fan, so uh, Joe Burrow and the drafting of Joe Burrow and him being fully invested in yeah. Cincinnati is, is just... Uh, That's helpful. It makes, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, it really and, and does. Like, and, like, it changed my belief in him and, like, the way that he presents it to the city and, and what he does at the end of games is a one, wonderful thing. And, and especially as a Bengals fan, where you went through so many years of frustration with that team, and before that, it was abject misery because they were the most irrelevant team in the NFL. Not only do you have a talent at quarterback, but he's yours. Like, that means something. He's one of your own. That, in and of itself, that's just that enhances it that much more as a sports fan, right? Exactly. It, it's a huge thing. It, it makes everything. Also, another interesting perspective, I'm actually uh, Nick Markakis, is my cousin. No way! And so, uh, when, Freeman, when Freeman was a brave and, Mar- and Markakis was a veteran for the Orioles, the fact that Freeman was there, fully invested in the city, was a significant part in Nick's decision to go to the Braves for his final five, six years, whatever that was. That is uh, in his career. So like, and like, and, and him and Freddie are super, super close. And actually, that was the first time I ever heard that audio. Yeah, and that just was like really, really, you know, uh, ripping on my on my on my heart. And, and that's what I'm saying uh, is if I, if I'm a Dodgers fan and I hear that, I'm saying, yeah, this dude is not over Atlanta and probably won't be for quite some time. Like that, that is exactly. is case in point right there. And appreciate the call, Brad. I'm not saying that it's a rational thing, okay? Guys can go play six months for a team. It's a business, right? Mm -hmm. You go, you make your money, you produce, and then you can do whatever the hell you want. I understand that. I mean, hell, I don't live in this market. I have. I don't live in it. I live in Broward County, okay? A little bit different, L.A. compared to Atlanta, but I don't live. It's nothing against Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. It's out of convenience for my family and commuting to and from work. Mm-hmm. But but Broward and Palm Beach County are two different. I get it, and it's Coral Springs. It's not like I, I live in, like, Pembroke Pines, okay? I used to live in in Miami Lakes. Um, but but I, I also, as a fan, like, I like the thought that they like where they're at. I, I want Dolphins to love being in South Florida. I want Heat players to really enjoy being in South Florida. That that means a lot to me. If a dude is like, hell, man, I wish I was still in Dallas, but I'll come here and play for the Dolphins for a year. There, there's no connection to be had there. I like the guy who signs a multi-year contract, and this becomes home for him. This wasn't home for me. I'm from Chicago. Now this is home. Chicago's not home and hasn't been for quite some time. This is home now because I'm emotionally invested. It's why I'm invested in the Heat. It's why I'm invested in the Dolphins. It's why I'm invested in Jeanette. It's why I'm invested in Stone. It's why I'm invested in all of you because this is home now. Freddie Freeman, Atlanta's still home for him. The Braves are still home. It goes another step. It's not just the city. It's the team. And the organization. It's the organization. And that 
would give me pause if I were the Dodgers. That would make me uncomfortable if I was the Dodgers. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Jeanette. No, I completely agree. It's like you're going back to the, you're married, but you're still thinking about the ex-wife. Constantly. Emo- <laughs> you're emotionally cheating. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's emotional Ooh, cheating. Exactly. If, exactly what it is. If you if you were married, you divorced somebody, you remarried in the fr- and and you're like, hey, I'd love my new wife and my ex wife to be on good terms. We're co parenting. Like this, we need to we need to be able to be on the the, the, the the same page. And the first time you bring your new wife to meet your ex wife, you break down in tears and you won't let your ex wife go. That's probably not good. It's no bueno. That's not good. It's going to cause what they call strife in the marriage. So you talk about emotionally cheating and then causing something. I think if you're a Dodgers fan, that's the question you're asking now. When are we going to see it affect his play? Like, what are we looking for now? Because there are pictures of him on the bench, like, totally emotionally drained. Oh, yeah, and completely separated from other guys in the dugout. And, again, it's probably just reading into body language. I can't do that. I leave that to Josh Cohen. I have no idea how to do that. But I just, it's, it is, you mentioned emotional cheating. That's what it is. It's almost like the Dodgers fans, I would get it. It seems weird to say it, but I would feel a little bit betrayed. Like, it's one thing to go back and to have a guy in his homecoming cry because he's emotional to be back. But to then follow it up by firing your agent and being very, very secretive as to why it happened when it's pretty obvious in context, it's because he had a chance to stay with the Braves mm-hmm. and he still wants to be there and the Braves still want him and he's in L.A. Uh, I, I mean, even Clayton Kershaw called him out and said, hopefully he realizes at some point we're not second fiddle. That's Clayton Kershaw, dude. <laughs> wow. It's I, big time. I haven't pretty bold that. stuff. Yeah, it's big time. If he continues to cry... And do this kind of stuff. Eventually, Dodgers fans will just be like, they'll they'll turn selfish. They'll be like, okay, well, just get us a ring, and then you can go back to Atlanta. Like it, it'll become like a bad, hostile yeah. relationship between him and the fans. But the, the weird thing is, and that's the the extra portion of this that makes it complicated is he's hitting three oh six. Oh no, he's a dog. I mean, I mean, his slugging number's a little bit down, as you'd expect. A little bit bigger ballpark there. Uh, maybe not bigger ballpark in LA, but a new ballpark. Trying to get used to it. But he's hit 306. Like, the guy's raking. Have you ever stayed in a relationship just because you're comfortable, though? Yes. Yes. So I feel like he might stay in this relationship because he just might be comfortable. He's doing well. Well, you know what makes him the comfortable? The fans might get a ring. Sure. I mean, it, lifting trophies makes it a more comfortable Situation, marriage. absolutely. But it's it's just right now it feels a little bit precarious and awkward, right? Well, that's what happens when you're in a relationship and you're just comfortable. You don't feel good. There's no passion. It's not like what he had with the Braves. But if you're the Dodgers, don't you have that in the back of your mind the entire time? Like, I know that we'll never have what he had in Atlanta. <laughs> but what you have right now is okay, and it's working. I get dinner it. every night. I don't want to make my own dinner. Got a roof good. over my head. Yeah. He cooks me dinner. He so, pays my bills. That's fine. Sounds like the second fiddle to me. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I wasn't saying that in a good way, but I, I do hear you. I don't know. It's so complicated, though. Like, it is weird, but these are the irrational things we do as a fan. Like, as a fan, it would bother me. Even if the dude was raking, it would bother me. Paul Canair go, Ops, uh, we won a championship. I'm going to Arizona. Bye. That bothered me. That bothered me. As a fan of a specific team, does a star player need to be emotionally invested in your city? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The old Twitter is open at KLV1063. We'll continue to take your calls. But uh, you know what, what you'll be emotionally invested in? Because it's going to give you this path, this red carpet into the sports industry. 
the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 22 years of doing it. Now that is a long-term marriage. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. You get your MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic. You get the job you've been aspiring to, the dream job you've wanted in the sports industry, and everybody's happy. It's a symbiotic, strong marriage, a relationship that's beneficial for everybody. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Freddie Freeman, the dude's playing well for the Dodgers, but he doesn't want to be a Dodger. He still wants to be in L.A., or in Atlanta, and he is firing agents over it, and he is making it clear, oh, yeah, if I could still be a Brave, I'd be a Brave. As a fan of a specific team, does a star player need to be emotionally invested in your city or area? 888-760-3776. Tweet us at KLV1063. She's Jeanette Javier. She says a long-term relationship is a year. What the hell? He's Stone the Bandowitz, Friday Night Lights. He says two years. What the hell? I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Freddie Freeman's taking the Dodgers out to dinner. He's romancing them. He's rubbing their back, lighting candles, making sweet, sweet love. Gifts being spontaneous. Yeah. More sweet, sweet love. More sweet, sweet love. Needs it more than ever now. Yeah. But but he keeps checking his phone. And he he's 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 deleting text and he, you're just wondering what are you doing? He's checking his second what phone. What are you doing? Yeah, checking he's got a second phone. Why mm. does he have a second phone? Good what call. is he doing? Wait, wait, what what is that email? And so that's what the Dodgers are going through right now. Freddie Freeman's doing all the right things with LA. But it's clear he's still got a thing going with Atlanta, and it's kind of weird. As a fan of a specific team, does a star player need to be emotionally invested in your city? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. It is a Wednesday. Appreciate everybody tuning in midday here, especially all the guys that Jeanette is talking to who are listening right now here on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> David's in Jupiter. David's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, David? Yeah, I think the only reason why you're bringing up this argument is because uh, he plays in Los Angeles. We wouldn't be having this conversation if he was a Cincinnati Red. Uh, some cities don't have the pleasure of just sure. expecting superstars to be massively committed to them. But when it's Miami or New York or L.A. Like a massive market with a lot of tradition. Yeah, like I, yeah, I think there's something to that. Yeah, because for, with, with L.A., I guess part of my subconscious is, how could you be so invested in Atlanta when you're in Los Angeles? Yeah, but he's he's fresh off of a World Series, though, so he could be anywhere. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, I mean, I, I just don't, I don't. Go ahead, David. I don't think I don't think the fans are are. We expect that far less from uh, stars. That's a little old school. Like you know, I'm from Indianapolis, original. Reggie Miller played for the Pacers his mm. whole career and was expected to. But nowadays, players go to where they think they can win a championship. And uh, even if they don't want to be there, the fans aren't going to give 
two craps. I mean, I'm a Bears fan. If I don't, I don't care if the they get players that hate Chicago <laughs> and openly trash. Yeah, it. just if go they to the win damn Super Bowl. Super Bowl who right. cares? I mean, at this point, just beat the Packers. Like, and then and then well, go that, from there. Even that. <laughs> Trash the city, just beat the Packers. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Appreciate the call. We were talking about Florida State this week. Is the goal just beat Miami every year? For the Bears, it should be just beat the Packers one of the two games that you play them every single year. Um, we were we were discussing what a long-term relationship actually is, and all three of us have wildly different definitions of a long-term relationship and I don't know how I am so distanced from where Jeanette and Stone are this uh, on this entire thing, but we've been talking about the marriage analogy with Freddie Freeman and the Braves, Freddie Freeman and the Dodgers, um, but a long-term relationship, a human, a human and human long-term relationship, for me, like by three months, I don't know if this is because I'm just a pile of crap, but at three months, I am either... If I still want to go out with said person and see said person on a consistent basis, or I am just completely overwhelmed and want to distance myself from said person, I know at three months where I'm at. So for me, in my lifetime, if I got past three months, and especially if it got to like six months, that was a long-term relationship for me. And I didn't have anything else on deck or anything along those lines. Like uh, For me, I guess six months is a long-term relationship. Six months is a long-term relationship. What is a long-term relationship time-wise? I say six months. Jeanette, you say a year, right? Yes. Stone says two years. What in the hell? You realize, like, your life isn't that long. You can't, like, two years, you need to, like, two years is a long, long, long time. But that's what I was saying about being in my younger 20s versus my 30s. And my 20s, I was like, yeah, it's a serious relationship if I hit that two, two and a half, three year mark. Now that I'm in my 30s, I'm like, oh, guess I have to be, take relationships or dating a little more serious. Yeah, I think I go third person with it. Like, I, I hear you. I hear you loud and clear right there, Jeanette. But, like, if somebody in my camp or, or you know, my friends, family, whatever it is, my is camp. dating somebody my for, for a year and we don't like that person, like, the clock is still ticking. Like, we know that at some point this the will blow up. But if, like, they hit the two-year mark, now you're like, okay, we might have to find ways find why we like her that we might have to force our relationship with her because she's going to be around that is such a long time i think that that's fine in like high school or college i can tell you're 23 because i think when you get into your mid-20s and after two years becomes like one year in in <laughs> mid-20s <laughs> and 30s time two years because because the timeline is expedited there's a certain time if you want to settle down get married do the traditional things and I'm not saying you have to I'm just saying if that's what you strive for that timeline and what constitutes long term gets shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter like you can't take 2 years in your early 30s to see if that is the person you want to marry it doesn't work like that because before you know it you're going to be in your 40s or your 50s, getting colonoscopies, time's ticking down. You're you're a foot in the grave at that point. It makes a lot of sense, right? Like, so what is what is time wise, by definition for you, a long term relationship? What is your definition of a long term relationship? I say six months. Jeanette's a year. Stone's two years. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. And tweeted us at KLV one zero six three. So, in full disclosure, 
I haven't had a relationship go past six months, and again, in about 13, 14 years. Okay, so it's been a long time since you've had what I would consider a long-term relationship. Yes. Okay. So, but this is the timeline I would imagine for it to be serious or like the proper but this steps. This is your timeline. This is your what you're comfortable My with. Timeline. This is Jeanette's timeline for a relationship. So then I would say at three months, I will I will actively decide if I want to spend more time with you. But three months? Yeah, three months. Because Jeanette, then, that's a long time. By the time at three months, you've known each other. Like, you know what you like, what you don't, your hobbies, with the hobbies, if you can grow together. In you bi- learn the political views. You learn all the necessary in a, but things. You know, in, in the business world, like, that's a quarter. That's a quarter. Like, that's what we, uh, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. Like, you're taking an entire business quarter in a, in a calendar Relationships year. Relationships so, are business. Jeanette just said political views. Now, again, now this is coming from somebody young, but three three months in, a girl or guy is still hiding their true political views. It really? Six months, so? you're still hiding your true political views. You get a year down the road, and it's like, honey, I haven't told you this, but I I, I kind of think this, and then I'd be like, whoa. So wait, whoa. how does that relationship go? Do you just do you just <laughs> go in? You go in like like just just bowl in like, hey, uh, you're having a nice dinner, got candles <laughs> yeah. on the table, you're eating a steak, and you're like you're like, hey, baby, um, I believe in abortion. <laughs> Is that how that relationship? So got? no, because the <laughs> is reason that how that conversation. If goes? you do that three months in, I'm out. Like I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> so then, number one, I call you a wuss because you can't stand up for yourself if you're out. There are wusses out there. Then you're one. Congratulations. Uh, number two, a lot of my friends, and I do this because if you don't get along with my friends, I can't date you. Point oh, you're blank. like a Spice Girl. A hundred percent. Okay. A hundred percent. That's majority if, of if people. If you want to be my lover, what a classic. So. <laughs> If some of my friends, my close friends, are highly political. Mm-hmm. So I want to know how you handle yourself in a political conversation. Oh, God. I just would steer clear of you guys. Like, I don't... Then you can't... You guys are the Reds. I'll go over there to the you. Dodgers. I would never do but, but no, but there's a certain type of person. <laughs> there's a certain type of person that can, like, hey, uh, my, my, uh, my spouse is on one... Or my partner is on one side of the aisle. I'm the other. I think it's becoming increasingly rare. Or yeah, but rare. you guys stop, you guys so, stop getting invited to the dinners What should you? But what should you know about someone after three months? Because I would think by three months, you have a, a feeling for what these people believe in. A hundred percent. And the, that's, that's why, at the, like, around three months, I'll be like... Are we about it or are we not? In 2022, like you've you've been with that person intimately, like. And it also right? depends on the political views, of course. But like, there's some political views, like what happened last week. Uh huh. Sure. I will not uh, budge on that. Okay, that's fine. But but, but by, by three months in, you should know that, right? 100. percent But Stone's saying no. Three months, I think you're still hiding that. Three months, I think you still know what activities and hobbies they like to do, and you're taking them out to the park to throw the frisbee around because you think she likes frisbee. That's three months. Like, I, I don't think anything at all. Are you dating, uh, do, you, do you date f- pets? Do you date dogs? Like, I, going to the park well, to throw know. a frisbee? Well, what, okay, well, Jeanette, what, like, we're talking what, about, what we're not talking about owning a pet. I like kayaking. I go kayaking So that that is what I meant by throwing a frisbee, is kayaking. There's no difference. I mean, okay. theoretically, I thought there's you no meant difference literally. I was like, wait, we're no. not talking about owning a pet. Or, uh, no, uh, a canine. Like, like a hobby is kayaking okay, or throwing right. a frisbee. So by three three months, you haven't had a serious conversation no, with this No, by three person? months, I'm still taking her kayak. Three months, you're like, hey, uh, you want to uh, go drink some beers and, yeah. uh, and and get in the kayak? You haven't had one deep conversation with this person? I mean, I, I don't think people are nowadays. Have like, you met their parents after three months? Hell no! What? Right. Hell right. no! Yeah, I'm oh with that. I'm with I that. have it in my timeline <laughs> here that I was going to go down. Uh, you meet my parents after a year and a half. Oh my oh, God. See, now don't blast that out. That's a little, that's very weird. 
What like, do you mean? That's a long time. That's a super long time, and you shouldn't fight that. That is almost eerily long. I'm protective long. over my friends, and I'm way more protective over my, my family, especially since the type I date are white boys, so it's usually who <laughs> I go with. Okay. That's her thing. She was yeah. thinking. Yeah. She's like looking up. Uh, How white do I rephrase this? I'm just going to say it. Sorry to all the uh, Hispanic men listening uh, <laughs> so, who love Jeanette every Wednesday and There's Thursday. a huge cultural divide because I did it once between a Latin family, like a super Latin family like mine, and the men that I typically date. So I need to test the waters and see, one, can you handle me? Mm-hmm. And two, because if you can handle me, there's no way I'm inviting see, you to my family I met I met my mother-in-law um, uh, the before... Uh, Vivi and I even started dating. Yeah, I had moved in after three months what? down in, in Miami Lakes with with Vivi in in the townhouse that she was in. Okay, so I'm just built what? different. I'm just built no, different. I hear you. It also depends what kind of person they are, how their family gets down. Are they that a really open family? Like me. I was invited in very early into the relationship. Like I needed to win them over. I needed to. I was the test trial. And you like, have a girlfriend. You yeah, have a long term girlfriend. Of, of and five, she's awesome. Of over five years. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm 23. So, so plus three compared to where you think a long-term relationship. No is. doubt about it. Um, my 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 mother Joyce just texted in. I agree with Jeanette. Thank you, thank you, Queen. <laughs> thank you, Queen. That is a uh, oh man, that was so. Funny. Here's my I, timeline. I did receive the same text actually. Really from Bri- from Mama Stone. Brilliant stuff from Jeanette. People's True Colors show after six months. Boom. Y'all think I'm crazy? For, first month, six months. Everyone is on their best behavior. That's what I'm saying. Everyone's hiding hiding their their real stuff. Man, oh man, everybody, everybody, like, I didn't realize everybody lived in, like, the 50s and 60s. I like, I like deep, rich I conversations. I you live in the 50s and 60s, moving into somebody after three months. Vivi's great. No, she's beautiful. No, But, like, I could never. People get down to me. I knew. Never. I knew. I, 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 I found that I came down here thinking I was going to find a, a hot Cuban, and I did it, so I was ready to go. Boom, baby. Let's go. So, Let's I go. even wrote down, you have to get along with my dog, because there's one guy, I brought him home. And Barkley, Charles Barkley II, my dog growled at him. And I turned to the guy and I'm like, we got to go. And then I didn't talk to him again. Because so, my uh, dog didn't like him. That guy's probably like, so I can't stay over for a little bit? Uh, I can't, uh, what, really? I, I can't smash. stay over for a little bit? Yeah, what are we going to smash, bro? Like, <laughs> no. Because that spot on the couch uh, belongs to Barkley. And if you uh, can't respect funny. that, deuce. And Barkley man, doesn't like you. Man, that's a judgmental dog. Uh, what is the timeline? What constitutes a long-term relationship? Because we're all over the board here. I say six months. Jeanette says a year and at six months is when you actually start to know the what a, a person actually is. Stone's saying like two years, and you go from there. What's a long-term relationship time-wise for you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Mario's in West Palm. Mario's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Mario? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, buddy. Um, uh, when I was younger, I'd, I'd probably jump into something around like six months. You know, it would be long-term for me maybe just my experiences sure. um as i've gotten older i think i'm getting like the aging player syndrome so i like you know i've, I've kicked it down to about three to six months so i just <laughs> i'm just trying to get yeah. just trying to get some people on the field uh, yeah, that, just, you, you ratchet it down a little bit you're a veteran you know what to expect and you know what you like and if it's not good enough put them on the waiver wire and you keep them around you think that they can produce i think that that's a good way to put it that's excellent and maybe you keep someone on the ir just yeah. in case 
just in case. That's no, what I do. No doubt about it. For different it. purposes. You're, you're, yeah, uh, he sounded. But no, we've talked about it. You have a depth chart. I do. You have yeah, a depth a, chart. A roster, so so they call like, it. It's but crazy. see, Mario came from like a healthy standpoint. Like I'm still looking yeah, around. But, but, you're over there like. But he blah, said, blah, blah. but Mario said when I said is you get older. How's she making out with people? As, 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 uh, oh, um, oh, 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 no, that's how Ken makes out. That's how I Oh, oh, how do you think I got Vivi? Ken Levick alive here on oh, ESPN 106.3. Uh, when we return, we have a lot to do, including PJ Tucker. Is he turning his back on the heat? Should we panic? My God! And one of the most disgusting things I've seen in sports in a long time happened last night at Yankee Stadium. I'll explain. She's Jeanette Javier. Guys, if you want a long-term relationship with her, you better make sure that uh, you're you're young and death isn't on your doorstep because you're going to be waiting a while. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. So it looks like P.J. Tucker, at least at this moment, is not going to be back with the Heat. Now, we're still a couple of days from free agency. And it's funny, all these reports have come out and all this free agent movement is being reported on. But God forbid the Heat try to go get Kyle Lowry last year and get hit with a tampering fine. But every, every other team can tamper. But the Heat can't. It's fine. No big deal. No yeah, big deal. I think it'll be weird to me. To, and, I, and I think ultimately PJ ends up in Philly. And it's what it, it looks like. It is what it looks like. But in order for that to happen, James Harden has to uh, not opt in, I believe, and take a pay cut because yeah. I don't think they'll be able to afford what PJ Tucker is well, asking for. And I don't know if that's going to happen. They're going to have to manipulate their, their cap a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, according to Pompey on Sixers, uh, covers the Sixers, uh, PJ Tucker. We'll choose the Sixers' three-year, $30 million offer over opportunities to remain in Miami or go back to Milwaukee. This is not a done deal mm-hmm. by any stretch. Now, what is sort of bothersome to me is that, again, P.J. Tucker, 37 years old, he's probably got one last opportunity at that bag. He already right? got a ring. Yeah, he's got his ring, so that's the thing. He wants to Maybe go somewhere, one opportunity. He wants to go somewhere where he's going to win – but there's not an unbelievable urgency mm-hmm. to win a championship, right? So he's in a position where he can wait for the money and not necessarily the perfect circumstance. We can agree Sixers are going to be a top four seed and a title contender next year, right? Right. So at the very least, even if they're not the favorite, he's on a team that's going to be in the playoffs and have deep playoff aspirations. Absolutely. And, and that's good enough for him. It is good enough for him, and he'll be a very important puzzle piece to that team too they're missing that gritty kind of vocal leadership role and beat is kind of that guy but he seems to be but childish needs, at times yeah well that's the thing is he needs a tough guy yeah. next to him and Joel Embiid he's maximized when his flopping can make the, the the biggest impact and if you have a tough guy next to you it allows you to draw more fouls it allows the officials to see the quote-unquote contact because you know PJ is going to hold his own yeah and He's going to be a guy on that bench when things start going wrong for Philly in the postseason where it doesn't have to be Embiid passive-aggressively going after his teammates or James Harden falling asleep on the bench. Uh, P.J. Tucker will actually get in guys' faces. I, I'm I'm discouraged by P.J. Tucker looking like he's not going to the Heat. 
Uh, it hurts that he'd be going to Philly because Philly is not mentally tough. Maybe that's why he fits there, though, because he brings a much-needed element, and he's been told okay. that. Yeah, he's going to feel more important. But, God, it's Philly, man. Like, come it, on. Man, it's only a couple of million dollars separating what the Heat can offer true. from what the Sixers can offer. That rubs me the wrong way, too, is that the Heat would not be offering significantly less than what the Sixers are going to reportedly give him. It's just he's he's going for every cent in this spot. I just thought he loved the Heat. I thought he was the prototypical Heat culture. Guy. He, I was gonna say he seemed like he was a dog. Yeah. Right so next and to he Kyle is. Lauer. That's what scares he is, me. Sucks. Like, does he not love Miami? And we talk about destination, right? Freddie takes but, only twenty two million more. Like, do you not love? Listen, I feel like you should love Miami. But, but listen, PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. It's not like he's Heat lifer or anything like that. He spent a season here, and for the reasons we just mentioned. This is at 37, probably the last huge sizable contract he can get. If he can get uh, three years, 30 mil, 10 mil per season, I guess you just got to take it. I guess you just got to take it, and you're going to be in the playoffs, and heat culture be damned. You came close. More money came calling, even if it's by NBA standards, a small amount of more money. It is more money, and Godspeed, I suppose. I hear you. Tucker, so right? this, this one's for his kids and his generations to follow. Yeah. Every cent. It just sucks because P.J. Tucker was, I mean, Jeanette, you, he was the prototypical Heat player. Yeah, it, he seemed like it. The way he played, he f- seemed like he fit in the culture. He got along with everybody. Yeah, so perfectly. Perfectly. So it's it's unfortunate, and I really liked I got to hang, hang out with him a little bit during media day last year. And That's he your was, boy now. He was a lot of fun. Yeah. He was a lot of fun. So now you look for who can replace a P.J. Tucker, and I am seeing T.J. Warren. His name pop up. Oh, my gosh. And I, I'd be into it, though. Oh, dude, so into it. Uh, you know, it's fascinating, though, is him and Jimmy Butler. Like, how do they get along? They've had some very <laughs> notable uh, run-ins on yep. the floor. So we'll see. But T.J. Warren, like P.J. Tucker, he's got it. Mm-hmm. He feels like he'd be a heat culture guy. He's going to throw his body around. He's going to be physical. He's a better scoring presence. So we'll see. But anybody who's overly panicking right now about the heat offseason, stop. Stop. Stop it. Okay? <laughs> you either trust or you don't. The Heat have a core that can get them into the Eastern Conference Finals, but how do you get over to the top now? P.J. Tucker was part of that group. They couldn't get over the top. So how can you find a better option than P.J. Tucker? Okay? How do you beat P.J. Tucker? Switch your mindset. That's all I'll say. Stop panicking about it. Okay? Uh, let me tell you about uh, the issues that you might have with foot and ankle pain, with joint pain, because I know you're out there, and I know that it is rough, especially in the summer months. You want to get out, you want to do things. Well, if you have pain, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealthnet slash orthocare today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. Just disgusting behavior last night in the Bronx. Just abhorrent, hygienically horrible behavior last night at Yankee Stadium. We'll discuss it next. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.